Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Decked Up, a gaming and tech podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, and I'm coming at you with another episode. In this one, we're going to be talking about two primary topics. Uh, the topics are, one, we're going to talk about the Activision Blizzard, uh, them actually finally getting purchased by none other than Xbox, and also we're going to be talking about um, the situation with Best Buy in the sense of how they are effectively going to be no longer selling Blu-rays and video game media in-store or online. And the interesting thing of how people are reacting to that, there's a lot of, let's say, rage baiting, and, you know, and it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Before we dive into that, if you guys enjoy the podcast and everything we do here, make sure you hit the like button, sub to the channel if you haven't already, if you're watching it on YouTube, or leave a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We also have the capability if you want to support further. We got Patreon, we got channel memberships for early and exclusive access to various content we put out, as well as behind the scenes and so much more. So uh, with all that being said, let's go ahead and get on into this episode. All right, so the first order of business here, we're going to talk about the Activision Blizzard King joining Xbox. And I want to say that, that you know, the writing was kind of on the wall for this. This is not something that I personally feel shocked or surprised that was going to happen. Uh, especially if you remember the whole thing of how, like, the FTC, at least here, you know, they've been trying to blockade that. And that whole court case was truthfully very, very messy. But uh, officially has gone through. I don't know if why anyone would be, I guess at this point, surprised given how, you know, the leaks happened. So at that point, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of a lock that this is actually going to go through. I mean, Microsoft is probably the only company in gaming that has the financial uh, capability of purchasing this. And the implications of this and the fear mongering around this has been very interesting. You know, um, you hear people always talk about and say that Xbox has no games, right? That's been the narrative for the whole entirety of the Xbox One generation. And it's been pretty much a narrative going into this. Uh, well, we're like three and a half, almost four years into the xbox series generation and that's what people have always said xbox has no games notwithstanding the fact that xbox does have titles like halo they've got the forza series they've got you know um uh various other things i can't think of them off the top of my head but like you know uh gears of war and such uh fable they have companies like they bought rare and everything like that like they have games. Do they prioritize the games? Not truthfully. Like, I don't feel like they've been doing that. No, I do give credit to Phil Spencer, who has been uh, pushing to make this very much, like, lucrative for, you know, gamers. Like, hey, we're going to give you choice. And we really have to look at it um, more deeply in the sense of, I feel like Phil Spencer has had to cut through a lot of red tape, truthfully. And when you're cutting through red tape, it really is difficult trying to get things in motion. But he has been consistent, and now we have all these games. So the narrative of Xbox has no games can no longer be a thing. I mean, let's look at it. 
With Activision Blizzard, King joining Xbox, what does that guarantee, right? We've got Sea of Thieves, which Xbox already own, and Overwatch. Uh, we've got Elder Scrolls. We've got Call of Duty. That's a big get. Uh, Senua Saga Hells, uh, Hellblade 2. We've got Warcraft. we got Diablo. You've got uh, Fallout, Starcraft, Doom, you know, Candy Crush, which I don't, I haven't given a damn about Candy Crush since like 2013, so it's interesting. I guess people still play that. Uh, you got uh, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games, and, uh, you know, you got a lot, <laughs> quite a lot. It's just, um, to me, if the narrative continues, if Xbox has no games, I think the the goalpost is going to be shifted to, oh, Xbox has no games, so they have to buy it, which is actually kind of a, a bit of a narrative now. It's, un, it's unfortunate that's a narrative, but it is nonetheless a narrative that people are pushing. So that sucks. But people would, you know, platform and tribalism is just what it is. You know, we see it in wrestling when we look at AEW and WWE, we see it in you know pretty much everything tribalism is what tribalism does so it is what it is but now that we've got that right this merger has officially come through uh, microsoft now owns activision blizzard king rare and a couple other studios so they've got plenty of games microsoft has the capability of being the juggernaut that they were with the 360 era and i think we are heading back towards that although there's all this pushback now people want uh sony to purchase other companies they want sony to purchase capcom they want them to purchase square enix let's really look at this let's let's break it down sony purchasing capcom would make no sense look at how they pushed the exclusivity of street fighter 5 how poorly did that game do and yes street fighter 5 had a lot of issues on its own but nevertheless you lose out on a large market when you look at the fact that street fighter 4 was most played and purchased on xbox 360 on pc but then street fighter 5 exclusive playstation 5 uh 4 and that didn't do well street fighter 6 even though the base isn't that strong on xbox you're still have the option of playing it on the platform of your choice, say as Nintendo, and there's crossplay capability, right? For PlayStation, PC, Xbox. So my, uh, Capcom is not going to be purchased by them. There was a point where they would have, and they were up for grabs, and I remember that back in 2014-2015. Uh, but thankfully that didn't go through. So, and then we look at other companies, right? We look at companies like Square Enix, where people want PlayStation or Sony to purchase them. And I look at that and I'm just thinking, okay, why would Square Enix do that? They just minted a deal with Xbox to bring Final Fantasy XIV to the Xbox platform. And for those of y'all who don't think anything is massive with such a deal, look at the fact that Xbox is going to be your platform to go to for MMOs. You've got Sea of Thieves. You've got the Elder Scrolls Online, right? You've got Fallout 76. You've got Warcraft. You've got 
Final Fantasy fourteen. You got the biggest MMOs that people are actively playing are now all going to be available on Xbox. And the benefit of that also to to add additional context to all this is the fact that Microsoft has the infrastructure, the survey infrastructure to guarantee players are going to have a better experience overall. And that's something that a lot of people are really overlooking. Now, you know, it's going to be appealing for people who are like, hey, you know, if I'm not next to my PC, I want to be able to sit at my TV on my, you know, my big screen, my living room or my bedroom or whatever. And I just want to, you know, play on a console. Your prime choice right now is going to be Xbox going forward, you know, and outside of the leaks and us knowing everything that is going to be coming out to the platform, it is still ultimately very appealing when you look at you've got a lot of choices now. On top of the fact you have backwards compatibility with original Xbox and the 360 and the one, well, technically it's to say 360 and the one, uh, 360 and the original, not a lot of titles, like not everything, but the heavy hitters. So the appeal of Xbox is high and the ponies are just not happy and before anyone calls me an xbot because i'm praising xbox right now and i'm wearing an xbox shirt i'm also a playstation partner so i'm an xbox brand ambassador and i'm also a playstation partner so i'm pretty down the center when it comes to this uh but it's very interesting um and then think about this game pass is the most like biggest profitable thing right now for for xbox the fact that Call of Duty is going to be down the road coming to Game Pass and Microsoft now owns Call of Duty. They've got the biggest multiplayer shooter out there. What can you say? Like, right? They, you know, people have been saying they want Microsoft to compete again. They're competing and now people are crying about that. So it's, it's very funny. Let's go ahead and go down here. Let's read this article. Let me zoom in a little bit. It says, uh, welcoming the legendary teams at Activision Blizzard, King to Team Xbox. Uh, this is published by Microsoft Gaming CEO, Phil Spencer. He says, we love gaming. We play games, create games, and know firsthand how much gaming means to all of us as individuals and collectively as a community. And today, we officially welcome Activision Blizzard and their teams to Xbox. They are the publishers of some of the most played and most beloved franchises in gaming history across console, PC, and mobile. From Pitfall, yeah, that's, a, that's a throwback. From Pitfall to Call of Duty, World of Warcraft to Overwatch, Candy Crush Saga to Farm Hero Saga, their studios have pushed the boundaries of gaming for players around the world. I've long admired the work of Activision Blizzard and King, and the impact, let me scroll in a little bit more so y'all can see. Um, they've had on gaming entertainment and pop culture. Whether it was late nights spent playing Diablo 4 campaign with friends from start to finish, gathering the entire family in the recreation room for our weekly Guitar Hero night. That's another one. Yeah, they got a Guitar Hero now, huh? Or going on an epic streak in Candy Crush. Some of my most memorable gaming moments came from experiences their studios have created. 
It is incredible to welcome such legendary teams to Xbox. As one team, we'll learn, innovate, and continue to deliver on our promise to bring the joy and community of gaming to more people. We'll do this in a culture that strives to empower everyone to do their best work, where all people are welcome and as centered in and is centered on our ongoing commitment of gaming for everyone. We are intentional about inclusion in everything we do at Xbox, from our team to the products we make and the stories we tell, to the way our players interact and engage as a wider gaming community. Together, we'll create new worlds and stories. Bring your favorite games to more places so more people can join in and we'll engage in and we'll engage with and delight players in new innovative ways in the places they love to play, including mobile, cloud streaming, and more. Players have always been at the center of everything we do, and as we grow, we'll continue to keep players at the heart of it all. We'll continue to listen to your feedback, build a community where you can be yourself, where developers can do their best work, and continue to make really fun games. As promised, we will also continue to make more games available in more places, and that begins now by enabling crowd, uh, cloud streaming, blah, blah, blah. sorry, I can't even talk, by providing cloud streaming or enabling cloud streaming providers and players to stream Activision Blizzard games in the European Economic Area, a commitment made by the European Commission. Today, we start the work to bring beloved Activision Blizzard and King franchises to Game Pass and other platforms. We'll share more about when you can expect to play in the coming months. We'll, uh, we know you're excited, and we are too. For the millions of fans who love Activision Blizzard and King Games, uh, we want you to know that today is a good day to play. You are the heart and soul of these franchises, and we are honored to have you as part of our community, whether you play on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, or mobile. You are welcome here and will remain welcome, even if Xbox isn't where you play your favorite franchise. Because when everyone plays, we all win. We believe our news today and uh, will unlock a world of possibilities for more players to play, or more ways to play. Thank you for the ongoing support. We have so much more to come in the months ahead. I'm excited for the future and cannot wait to share it with you. I'm gonna tell you right now, having dyslexia, let me go full screen. Look, having dyslexia can be a bitch when you're trying to read something. So my apologies for butchering a lot of that, uh, but this dyslexia is a bitch. Anyway, going back to this, um, a lot of people have this idea that, you know, Microsoft's just gonna, with, with this purchase, um, Activision Blizzard, they're gonna make it so that you can't play these games anywhere else. Here's the thing, when I hear people like that, there's so many hot takes and, and for the most part, highly uneducated people when it comes to this space in gaming. Um, a lot of people do just throw emotion out there with no actual factual things to, to back it up. So there's a statement here that is actually very, very key. And uh, I'm not sure how many people are actually going to pick up on this, but the statement here saying whether you play on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, or mobile, you're welcome here and will remain welcome. Even if Xbox isn't where you play your favorite franchises, because when everyone plays, we all win. If you don't understand the significance of that statement, I do not know what to tell you. Other than, I guess I can just sit here and educate you. 
Let's look at a couple things. What is Microsoft most known for? Windows, right? Outside of Windows and that being the standard for PC, what do they have that's available on every platform, no matter what? Word, Excel, PowerPoint, you know, Office as a whole, the Microsoft Office suite. That used to be, for the longest time, exclusive to PC. And then it went to Mac and it was GIMPed. And then they made it to it's uniform no matter what platform you pick up. Whether you're on PC, whether you're on Mac, whether you're on Chrome, it doesn't matter. You have the same experience with the Office suite across the board, right? They're also doing this with Game Pass and Game Pass PC. So you don't really have to own a, an Xbox to play Xbox games. You can stream it, you know, you can play it on PC, natively download it and play it on PC. What I'm getting at that people don't seem to understand is that Microsoft is about services. They understand that when it comes to hardware, you know, we're at a point now where people are more about subscription services. And yes, the industry has trended towards subscriptions uh, for a while. And, and there was a lot of pushback. The, the, pretty much, if we go back to Don Matrick and his statement back in the uh, E3 20, uh, was it 2013, before the Xbox One came out, what he was talking about, the vision that Microsoft was actually pushing with the Xbox One about it being the central hub and everything, that is technically where we are now with entertainment, media, work, and everything. Everything we need is pretty much at our fingertips. You know, root services, streaming services now are more prevalent now than they've ever been. Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, all these different streaming services now. Um, cloud services for uh, productivity. You know, every plot like every subscription service i mean adobe you know uh cap cut all this stuff utilizes uh cloud subscription and and this the messaging was lost to people back then because you know people weren't really understanding where everything was going now this is the norm so that statement is very, very critical. I mean, they Xbox has already made it known, like they they want to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo. They want to work with them. They have a partnership with them. I believe it's a ten-year partnership. What good would it do Microsoft as a whole, as a brand, to monopolize on the very things that everyone wants to utilize? key point being office microsoft office right it's available everywhere you can use it on whatever device so when it comes to these games call of duty diablo and 
Overwatch, what makes more sense to, other than put it on platforms for everyone to be able to, to play? And I feel like a lot of people just don't understand that. I've seen a lot of bad faith arguments of people being, you know, Phil Spencer's dishonest. He's this. He's a scumbag. He's this. this. Like, there's a lot of people that, at least in my opinion, they're pushing their own uh, narrative because they don't like Xbox as a platform. That's perfectly fine if you don't like Xbox as a platform. But at least be genuinely honest and do some research. I used to work for Microsoft. I understand where they were going. Uh, Cameron and I talked about this uh, years ago. At least it's got to be a decade ago. We talked about the fact that, you know, subscription and cloud service gaming was the the next thing that they were going to push for. People didn't believe us. Lo and behold, this is what's going on now. So this is very interesting. Um, I feel like when you're as a, uh, if you're trying to consume gaming content and, and news, you really need to fact check the people who are out here. When it comes to those who are just rage baiting, click baiting, the, the, the reality you have to understand is that these people, their preference of playing a game is on PlayStation. It's not on Xbox. And them feeling like, okay, Sony needs to go purchase this. Sony needs to do that. Why does Sony need to do that when Sony has already been doing that? Sony has already put in place very much so ways where certain games are only available on PlayStation. They already have it. Do they buy the companies? Most of them know. But... They bought uh, the owners of Destiny. They bought Bungie. And I don't really see how people were, they weren't mad about that. I mean, Destiny 2 is one of the biggest games out there. That's still a multi-platform title. So it's just one of those things. It's tribalism at the end of the day. Um, This doesn't hurt anyone. This doesn't hurt gamers. This doesn't hurt the industry. Um, Regardless of people saying they don't like mergers and acquisitions and stuff like that the when i hear people talk about that stuff and how bad it is i feel like people who make those claims already don't understand anything about businesses uh, acquisitions and mergers happen all the time why it could be anything it could be the fact that whatever company is being acquired they either want to sell off and do something else or you know they need the financial backing <clears throat> Or they view it as ultimately being something that's more lucrative. You know, uh, this happens all the time, every day, you know, with our everyday products and, and companies. This happened. This is business all one. And I feel like we have too many people who are reporting on this stuff that don't actually know anything about business. And, you know, uh, that's a whole topic for another another discussion, but it is uh it's it's quite interesting. So this isn't a bad thing. I, I'm I'm glad that this happened, and I look at this in the sense of like, all right, we finally have some uh for momentum on this, 
and uh, I'm looking forward to a lot of these games coming going to Game Pass. And this is going to lead into our next topic. Next topic we have, uh, we're going to be talking about this right here, this whole situation with um, the Best Buy, right? So let me zoom in. I'm trying to zoom in, make sure I can get this because Variety has a lot of, they have a horribly uh, laid out website. All right, let me get this more centered. All right, here you go. So this is the other news that happened. Best Buy to end DVD, Blu-ray, disc sales. All right, this is written by Todd Spangler. It says, um, the consumer electronic retailer fades out sales to DVDs and Blu-ray discs, both in store and online in early 2024. According to industry sources familiar with the company's plans, Best Buy made the initial decision to end DVD sales nine months ago, according to one source. Best Buy confirmed Friday that it is ending sales of DVDs to state the, and here's their quote, to state the obvious, the way we watch movies and TV shows is much different today than it was decades ago. Um, that was uh, what a Best Buy spokesperson said in a statement to Variety. Making these this change gives us more space and opportunity to bring customers new and innovative tech for them to explore, discover, and enjoy. Continuing on, it says Best Buy will continue to sell movies and, and TV shows on physical discs through the 2023 holiday shopping season online and in stores before discontinuing sales in the new year. The company will continue to sell video games as of mid-2023. Um, it also says uh, Best Buy, or it says as of mid-2023. Sorry, that's a dyslexia kicking in. Uh, Best Buy had 1,129 store locations with 969 of those in the U.S. We actually have two here in Hawaii um, that are both within like five to ten minutes of each other. Uh, if you drive, if there's no uh, major traffic, that is. So it says, news of Best Buy's ending DVD sales first reported by home entertainment blog, The Digital Bits. Uh, the move come, comes as Netflix, 25 years after launching its pioneering DVD by mail service, shipped out its last DVDs to customers on September 29th and let them keep their final discs if they chose to. Best Buy's exit from the market will leave Walmart, Amazon and Target as the top retailers in the United States stocking DVDs and Blu-ray discs. Also, still in the physical disc game is Redbox, now owned by Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. I didn't know that. That's actually news to me. I didn't know that they got purchased by them. Uh, which maintains a network of about 29,000 DVD rental kiosks nationwide. But I'll be honest, I see them. I don't ever see anyone using them, except for like boomers, right? Or people not very good with tech. But yeah, that, that anyway, we'll keep going and I'll give my commentary on that. It says, amid the ascent of streaming video, sales of DVDs and Blu-ray discs have been shrinking for years. U.S. physical media revenue in the first half of 2023 dropped 28% to 754 million, compared with 1.5 billion in the year earlier period, according to data from Trade Association DEG, the Digital Entertainment Group. Ingram Entertainment, leading 
A leading DVD distributor recently announced that it would wind down operations after more than 35 years in business. The company said it will continue to provide catalog products to customers into the fourth quarter of 2023. Meanwhile, Walmart has been in talks with DVD, uh, DVD distributor Studio Distribution Services, or SDS, a joint venture of Universal Pictures and Warner Bros., to assume management of portions of its physical media operations. Media Play News reported this summer. All right, so that is about that on that, right? And so, all right, let, let, me, um, <clears throat> let me ask you guys a question. The question I have for you, because I've seen so many people rage bait, flick bait, and go <laughs> pretty much fucking Nostradamus about Best Buy no longer selling DVDs and Blu-rays. They're also not going to be selling physical games anymore either. So here's the thing. When's the last time you physically went into a store to buy a game? Physically. Most of you will say, yeah, you physically buy games constantly. I do too. I like having a physical collection of games. The other question I have for you is when's the last time you bought a DVD or Blu-ray? And not only when's the last time you bought one, but when's the last time you put that in your Blu-ray player or your console? I'll be honest, I've got Blu-rays, I've got DVDs. I can't tell you the last time I actually have put one in to use. It's been probably, if I go off of how long I've been married to my wife, Lehua, I have not actually used a Blu-ray or DVD in the entirety of the time that we have been married. I just haven't. And it's um, just because of streaming services. You know, we have Netflix, uh, we've got Hulu, we've got Peacock, we've got uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation and High Dive and Amazon uh, Prime TV. Like, there's so many streaming services out now that if you want to watch something, you literally can just go on the streaming platform and watch it. Hell, even most of the shit's on YouTube too, right? So when I see people, again, going doom and gloom, worst case scenario, end of the world, all this stuff about physical media no longer being a thing and people now buying, uh, not, uh, you know, the whole thing, I guess in the gaming sphere, you're not going to be able to go out and physically buy games. And this is the death of gaming media. Here's the thing. A lot of these are just glorified DRM discs. It's just literally just that. You put it in your console, it downloads to the game, and uh, it downloads to the console, and then it uses the disc as a DRM checker. Uh, we've been so far removed from the day of we get a game, we pop it in, we start playing it. That's been 20 years removed from that, you know, roughly more like 15, let's say 15, 16 years removed from that. The physical media is, I mean, you look at how much it costs for these companies to produce the physical media, right? We've been seeing the decline in physical media 
for a while. Look at manuals. When's the last time you saw a manual in a game you bought, right? Remember when you used to buy a game, it had a manual, and the manual was full color, all this attention to detail was in the manual. And then over time, we started seeing manuals start being less and less gaudy. Then it got to a point where they were just black and white. Then it got to a point where they were just excerpts, like just slide-ins. Then it's getting to it's at the point now where unless you get something that's a deluxe edition or ultimate edition, it doesn't come with anything. So why is this? It's because look at the trend. Are people actually buying this stuff? They're not. People now are actually purchasing things digitally more than anything else. As much as people make fun of Xbox and they talk about how bad the Series S is, and Series X as well, you know, the Series S is outselling the Series X. People buy that to get Game Pass, right? People, even on PlayStation, even on, on, on Nintendo, people buy digital. They pre-order digital like that so they can just play. Because look at it, what, what, how the, the world is now. We don't have time often to you know a lot of us that are working we need to uh, do we want to get up and go somewhere to to purchase this stuff no we want to be able to hey i that's gonna download it i'm gonna play it you know uh and then there's more incentives like do you own a game now the the flip side of that flip side of that conversation is the fact that it puts us in a position where when you look at um, the death of physical media also means that the control of being able to watch or play something is now completely out of your hands. But that's also been happening for a while now like if a network doesn't want you watching a show they're gonna pull it right unless they put it as a timed exclusive like okay you can purchase it here to watch it and blizzy blast and all that um and that's a valid concern but in the case of gamers specifically Gamers are buying less and less physical media. Look at the fact that a lot of young folks, all intents and purposes, may not have a lot of room to have a whole wall of games, regardless of how your favorite YouTubers always have that big-ass wall of games and, and shit behind them. A lot of folks don't have the room to do that. A lot of people... I can tell you growing up and, and even a lot of people I know now will buy a game or buy a console, tear the box up after they get out what they want and throw it away or they'll play it and trade it. Like, I feel like a lot of people are just not being completely honest with themselves that they don't really hold on to it. There's a difference between the collector which there are people like myself that collect physical media. Like one of my most prized possessions is this right here. Mega Man X2. 
my favorite Mega Man X game. And I still have it complete. Right? You don't get instruction books like this anymore. You don't get all this extra stuff and, you know, remember all that? You don't get all that anymore. I still have the original plastic and all that. Put this somewhere else. How many people, how many times when you go and like use game places, you find retro games or just games in general in generic boxes, right? Or just the game itself. It's because people don't care about the physical media. Um, this is how that is. Is it concerning that it's going to get to a point when servers die? We won't be able to play certain games anymore. Yes, but that's also an industry for creating so many of these free-to-play games. It is more lucrative for these companies to make free-to-play, always online games, than to make games that are single or multiplayer offline or with online capability. Because the ROI, return on investment, they need it quickly. That's what it is. Um, and now with it being in their hands, hey, they can control it. Let's look at Alan Wake 2. It has no physical version being made whatsoever. This is digital. A lot of people are crying about that. I don't care personally about that, but um, it is what it is, right? If you want to be upset about that stuff, then there are other companies out there, Forever Physical, right? Uh, limited run games despite all the crap with them there are options that these com companies uh, work with and we're seeing it we're seeing it a lot our companies are not making for their own games the physical products they're outsourcing to other companies and it's probably going to continue that way so do I think with Best Buy pulling out and not selling physical games and DVDs and Blu-rays. So I think that that's going to be a blow a bit because that is where people go for, you know, outside of Walmart and Target. But even at this point, Best Buy is more about home entertainment, buying your TV, you know, buying, you know, your AC, your refrigerator, your phone, your tablet, your computer, more so than it is about game section. When's the last time you've gone in a Best Buy and seen how big their game section is? It's usually like a little small area compared to computers, compared to home entertainment, home audio, right? Like, they're just shifting. So they've got space in their retail stores. It's just not being utilized. So why should they continue holding a space for that? From a business perspective, that's wasted space. You're spending more than you're making on return on that investment. And so if you're not making an equivalent or more, then get rid of it. Do something else with it. Uh, so you have places like GameStop. Even for all you gamers out there, they're like, oh, I want GameStop to go away. I hate GameStop. I hate their practices. Blah, 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 blah. You guys have been saying for long as you want GameStop to go away, all right? So if this is happening to Best Buy, GameStop is probably right behind it. And when that goes away, where are you going to get your games physically? Amazon, that's one. Walmart's another, but they're also shrinking down 
their physical game area. So it's Target. So what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't, I'm not as emotional about this because I mostly consume digital content. And what I do have is I focus on retro. Now, this is going to cause another bump to the retro market. I will see that, both for retro games, retro DVDs, and Blu-rays. So if you're looking to purchase anything, now would be the time to do so. But uh, aside from that, yeah, that, that's all I got. <laughs> I, I, I feel like um, a lot of this is a nothing burger. Like, I understand from a business perspective why they're doing that, and I don't bash them for it. At the same time, I understand that some people just, um, a lot of people are being very emotional about this and, and it gets some clicks and, you know, being angry and, and that's the thing. Like, it's it's a notice me senpai, attention seeking, you know, thing that people do is what it is. When the metrics show that people aren't buying physical media anywhere near, the market goes or where, uh, the, the businesses go with where the market leads. And people on modern day aren't buying physical media as much. It just is what it is. People don't have as much space or disposable income or desire for it. They just rather pay for a subscription service, which ultimately, yes, over time, the lifespan of something you're paying more for, but you're also getting a variety of choice. So that's what that is. Uh, that's my final takes on it. What do you guys think? I would like to know what you guys think about this whole thing. Is it the Nostradamus, the end of the world, you know, the the turn of the millennium, the 2012-2020 end of the Gregorian calendar type of event with Best Buy ending DVD and Blu-ray physical game sales. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Uh, keep it classy and keep some aloha with it. Other than that, uh, if you enjoyed this episode of Decked Up, and if you're watching it on YouTube, like it, share, subscribe, consider becoming a channel member or Patreon supporter. If you're listening to it in audio format on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you know Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to it, then make sure you leave a rating. You know, share it around with someone. All that being said, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Make sure you follow me on social media, and uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Stay safe, be blessed, have aloha, and I'll see you around. Peace.